You're about to listen to a message from Every Nation Church Midrand, the place where people come to be changed and discipled to transform society. Hello, welcome again to our broadcast, Taking Territories. I'm telling you, we are taking territories in the spirit. We start from the spirit to the natural. Okay, and uh, so we're dealing with the same subject we started yesterday. I mean, not yesterday, sorry, last week. um, Yeah, we're talking about faith for supernatural manifestations. So we want to look further into the Word of God to see how, how we can appropriate our faith in order to get the supernatural to manifest in our lives. It doesn't matter what area it is, what aspect of life it is. What I want you to know is that everything that you see Everything that you can see, everything that you can touch, everything that you can hear, everything that you can smell, everything that you see around you came out of the unseen. It came out of the unseen. Okay, so um, let's look at the book of Hebrews chapter 11. Hebrews chapter 11, it says verse 3, by faith, we understand that the walls were framed by the word of God. All right? By, by the word of God, so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. We know that the whole world, the world is framed by the word of God. By the word of God. So if all that we see today came out of the Word of God. In other words, the Word of God is part of the building material that God used to create what we see. The Word is what uh, God used, all right? So, the Word is important. If you're gonna, if you're gonna uh, have manifestations of God's power, God's promises, God's miracles, the unimaginable, the supernatural, the extraordinary, whatever it is you want to see manifest, you need to pay close attention to what I'll be sharing with you. Okay, yeah, very simple, basic principles, but very significant and life-changing. I say a lot of times that the things that change our lives are not necessarily the complicated things. It's the simple things, the simple principles, application of the simple principles of God's word will radically change your life. So if you are believing God, Or if God has spoken to you, God has given you a promise. If you have a rhema word that God has given to you, then you have the raw material. Okay, You have the raw material to cause manifestation to happen. So we're going to look at how to do that in a practical way. So it's, it's important for you to understand that. Okay. Now, everything that you see, everything that you can feel, everything that you can smell, everything that you can hear 
came out of the unseen realm. Came out of the unseen realm. So that is to tell you something. That is to tell you something. You know, in, uh, in, in, in science, in our science class, it taught us uh, that, that, that matter, matter is neither created nor destroyed. Okay, it's not created nor destroyed. Naturally speaking, yes, that is true. But we know from, from the Bible that God's, the Bible says God in the beginning, God made the heavens and the earth. Okay, in the beginning God made. So naturally speaking, matter has no, you can't create it, neither can you destroy it. Okay, so all those atoms, all those uh, yeah, all those electrons and neutrons, and they, they are there and you cannot destroy them. You cannot destroy them. But let me tell you something. In the realm of the spirit, there is an existence of things. But those same things that exist in the realm of the spirit can be moved from one dimension to the other. Just like matter cannot be created or destroyed, but it can be changed from one form to the other. It can be changed from one form to the other. So when we talk about manifestations, we are talking about moving it from one form, which is a spiritual form, to the natural way it becomes visible and is touchable, you know. Yes, and smellable, tasteable, if, if, you, if you like to put it that way. Yeah, so, but it exists in the spirit. When God tells you, when God tells you something, he says to you, I will do this or this is my plan for you. I want you to know that God never starts something without finishing it first. He finishes it before he starts it. He finishes it before he starts it. So, But it's important for you to understand that it comes by faith. All right. In, in, in verse 1 of Hebrews Hebrews 6, it says, now, we, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. The breakthrough you're talking about already exists. The miracle you're talking about already exists. The, 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 um, the, finance, the finances you're looking for already exist. The property you're looking for already exists. It's just like it has not been revealed to you. The word to manifest means to disclose. It means to make visible. Okay? It means to make visible. So the fact that it hasn't been made visible to you does not mean it does not exist. So many people have that impression that, oh, because I can't see it, then it means it doesn't exist. No, that is, that is not, that's not a, a mature way of looking at life or approaching the things of God. A mature way of approaching it is this. It exists although I have not seen it. So it, if you have not seen it, that means it's still in another form. It's not about to be created. Huh? It's already been created, but you have not yet uh, had access to it, it has not been disclosed to you. It has not been uh, manifested to you. So that is, that is, um, that's what we're talking about. That's what we're dealing with today. Okay. So uh, remember what we said last week 
about the foundation when you're building, when you want to build a house, you, uh, the, you, you, you talk to the architect, you give him a brief, and then he puts from the brief that you gave him, he uses his imagination to put something on paper, and then maybe shows you, you say, no, I want this like this, no, not like this, correct it, and all of that. And then until what you have on paper is what you really like, then you give it to the engineer to, to build, to construct. And, and then, you know, they build it and then you have it. Now, they, it, it is a very similar process to manifesting the supernatural. So it begins in the realm of the spirit because it exists already. Okay, so let's look at let's look at the scripture we read last week in Second Peter chapter one verse three. It says, "As His divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of Him who called us to glory and virtue." So He has given to us according to His divine power all things already have been given. He's not trying to give it; it's already there. But it's in a different form. It's in a different form. So you need faith now. You need faith. You need to use your faith now to translate it from that form, that spiritual form. It exists. It is material. It is a material and tangible even though you don't see it. Even though you don't see it, the fact that you don't see it does not mean that it is not tangible. It doesn't mean that it is not real. Okay. It's like, I mean, you somebody wakes up, wakes up in the morning and is sick and say, oh, well, this person has got a flu. Have you seen a flu before? The fact that you have not seen it, does it mean it doesn't exist? So... Why do, we, why do we think that because we don't see things that God said, it means that those things don't exist? No, that's, that's, a, that's, a, that's a babyish way of viewing things. Yeah, so it's, 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 it's an immature way of, of interpreting the things of God. So the fact that you don't see it does not mean that it doesn't exist. I've never seen a fever before. I've had malaria before. I don't, I don't know what it looks like. I, you know, there's so many things I've experienced before. I don't even know. But, but you know, I got treated and then I'm, I'm fine. But guess what? <laughs> it is real. It is real. So there are many things like that that we don't see, but they're real. They're real. Okay? Yeah. Um, in Ephesians chapter 1 verse 3, Ephesians chapter 1 verse 3, Paul makes a statement there. He says, God has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. So if God has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in the heavenly places in Christ, I don't know about you, I don't want it to remain in the heavenly places. I want it to manifest in my life here. I know some people like, they want theirs to be kept in heaven so that when they get to heaven, they can enjoy it there. But guess what? I can, I can make some withdrawals from my heavenly account. <laughs> okay. Because I, it's, it's, it's mine. It's mine. And God has, made, God has made the promise. So I need to appropriate my faith so as to make withdrawals 
and then make that which exists in the unseen to now become visible and uh, uh, tangible for me in the natural. Okay, so Hebrews 11.1, 1, back to Hebrews 11.1, 1, it says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Hallelujah. Faith is the substance. So there you can see that although it does not appear to you, it is not being disclosed to you, it is still, it is a substance. In other words, it is a material thing. In other words, we can say it is a spiritual matter. It is matter in a different form. So whatever you need already exists. So we want to move it from that realm that, it, that, that is unseen to now experience it in a realm that is visible. Okay, so how do we do that? How do we do that? Let's look at a few scriptures. Let's look at a few scriptures and then uh, I'll explain to you how we can do that. And we can, in fact, let's take an example. Let's take an example. Um, God, gives, God gives Joshua a promise. Okay. Initially, God, the Lord appears to Moses and tells him, I'm going to take I'm going to take you, I, I want you to go to Pharaoh and tell him to let my people go, all right? And I'm going to deliver you guys. I'll take you to the land of promise, the, the land that I promised your fathers, that I promised Abraham, Isaac, and, and Jacob. I'm going to take you to that land. Okay, so Moses goes and we know the story, how long it, it took. It took a while, but eventually they got out of Egypt. And now uh, Moses is dead and Joshua needs to continue. He has to, he has to take on the baton and then continue, continue uh, to lead the children of Israel. And he's supposed to now take, take that land. The land has already been given. The land was given long time ago. In the same way, there are promises God has already given to you. It is already yours legally. Okay? For example, healing is yours legally. Provision is yours legally. Clothing is yours legally. Alright? So, whatever it is, whatever it is, even things that even things that, um, that concern your family, God has given already. Things that concern us as a church, God has given us already. We believe in God for many things, property and all of that. It is already available. It's not going to be created now that we pray. No, it's not, no, no, it's there. We just need it to be made manifest. Okay, we need it to be disclosed to us. That's, that's, that's all. So it takes time for that to happen. All right. So God tells Joshua that you're going to divide the land to these people. And God gives him instructions. But let's look at the book of Joshua. Let's look at the book of Joshua. Or before Joshua, let's look at Deuteronomy. 
um, the book of Deuteronomy, this was before Moses uh, passed on and went, <laughs> uh, before Moses died. Mo the Lord gave Moses some instructions for the Israelites in the book of Deuteronomy. And uh, I'll read from verse, uh, from chapter, Deuteronomy chapter 2. Okay. Deuteronomy chapter 2. Uh, chapter 2, and I want to read verse 24. Okay, chapter 2, verse 24. Look at that. It says, Rise, take your journey, cross over the river Anon. Look, I have given into your hand Sihon the Amorite, king of Heshbon, and his land I have given to you. Notice, he says, I have given. So legally, it is yours. These guys that are occupying that land, they are not the rightful owners. They've been caretakers. Now it's time for you to go take it. Even as a church, God has given us our own property. And it is time for us to go and take it. Glory to God. Somebody say amen there. <laughs> yeah. He says, uh, begin to possess it. So can you see, when God says begin to possess, that, that connotes something, that there is a process. Possessing is progressive. All right? So God says, begin to possess it. I've given it to you. Okay? Even the king, I've given him to you as well. Begin to possess it. And then he says, uh, you need to also engage him in battle. Engage him in battle. Let me tell you something. Don't think that because God has given you, God spoke to you and said, I've given you that job, that the job will just land. No. You need to begin to possess that job. If God says, I've given you this provision, you need to begin to possess it. You need to begin to possess it. So what are you going to do to possess it? So, as you begin to possess it, there's going to be a battle. Why is there going to be a battle? Because there's an occupant already. All right? So you need to engage him in battle. You need to dispossess him. Throw him out and take that because legally it's yours. Imagine if a property, you, you, you know, you got somebody willed an inheritance to you and then you found that this property belongs to you and then you go there, you have the title deed of a property. It is even in, it is and the, and the will of that person and it's given to you. But then you go there and you see someone there. What are you going to do? Just say, oh, well, I thought there was no one. Um, <laughs> uh, okay, you know, I thought there was no one. I guess uh, let's, not, let's not stress, okay? Uh, I'll just make another plan. Is that what you're going to say? No, <laughs> I don't think so. Yeah, no matter how nice you are, you're not going to say that. Maybe if you're nice, you will give them notice. And say, okay, fine, 
um, I'm the rightful owner of this property now. So I'm giving you maybe the next one month or two months to find another place. That's being nice. That's being nice. And then when you come back two months later, they're still there. They've not made any move. Then you know it's time for battle. It's time for battle. And that's what Satan, that's what Satan does. He, he, he has taken over that which God has promised us that which Jesus has paid for and he has taken that and if you don't engage him in battle and say well what will be will be if it's God's will I'll get it now if God has given you that word you better fight for it that's a good fight of faith okay so so begin to engage him in battle all right so are you going to begin? Yes, you need to. What do you want to see manifested? You need to apply principles of faith. So we can see here from, from, from this scripture that God has already given it to the Israelites, the land. Okay. So now we go to Joshua chapter 1. And in the book of Joshua, here you see that God is now speaking to Joshua after the death of Moses. And the Bible says, uh, um, in verse 1, it says, this book of the law. Okay, let me, let me back up a bit. So, it says, verse 1, it says, after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, therefore, arise and go over this Jordan, you and all these people, to the land which I am giving them, the children of Israel. Okay. Yes. Moses is dead. Okay. The morning is over. Time to continue. Time to continue. All right, and then he says, Every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given you as I said to Moses. Look at what God is saying again. I have given you. I have given you. Yeah. So there is what God has given you. There's what God has given us. There's what God has given us, and we must not let it slip. Okay? Don't let it slip because you are lazy to fight. Don't let it slip because you are lazy to fight. No. Hold on to the word that God has given you. Hold on to that promise. Yes. So, God now tells him. Alright. So, then let, let's, let's, let's keep to verse 5. He says, No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life, as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you nor forsake you. Then verse 6, it says, Be strong and of good courage. For to this people you shall divide as an inheritance the land which I swore to their fathers to give them. My Lord, this makes me excited. Why? Because God is about to bring certain things to pass in your life. 
Certain promises are about to come to manifestation. You know what? I'm surprised at how soon and how quick God's people give up on God's promises. I'm really surprised. They just back up. They just look for this, the, the path of least resistance. Where everything is, you know, fully set up. You just go there and then become something else. Instead of being where God wants you to be. Because things are not going the way they should go. According to your estimation. Yes. So let's be careful. Let's contend for the promises of God. Contend for the promises of God. Engage the enemy. It doesn't matter if there is a giant in the land. You will dispossess the giant. You'll dispossess the giant and take the land. It belongs to you. So you need to manifest God's promise. You know that. Manifesting God's promise, um, uh, supernatural in your life, will, will require some, uh, some uh, action on your part. And if you don't do your part, guess what? God is not going to do his. And there's nothing you can do to make God come down and do your part for you. No. If you don't do your part, God is going to leave you and go to the next person who will do his part. That's it. Okay. So then... Let's skip to verse 8. It says, This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in them. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. For then you're going to see manifestation of, of, of God's promise to you. You will succeed. You will prosper in the things that God has said. So God is telling Joshua how to bring about this manifestation. Now, let's, let's rewind a bit, rewind a bit to, to, to the beginning, okay? The beginning of time. The Bible says, the Bible says uh, uh, in Genesis chapter 1, Genesis chapter 1, verse 1, it says, In the beginning, God made the heavens and the earth, all right? Then verse, verse 2, it says, The earth was without form and void. Darkness was on the face of the deep. And then God said, Let there be light. That is a loaded statement. Now, when you want, to, when you want manifestation, because remember, the Spirit of God has been moving. Is, the Holy Spirit is moving, but nothing changes. The fact the Holy Spirit is moving does not mean that things will change. I have seen cases where you know, I've laid hands on people, I've felt the power go like electricity into them and come back to me again, and nothing happened to them. Is it because God, God, God didn't want to touch them? No, they didn't know how to receive it. They didn't know how to manifest. They didn't know how to manifest it. So, and you, you try it again, then it goes, ooh, it comes back. Oh my, but what do you do? You have to now take them and then start teaching them. That's why teaching is vital. 
That's why teaching is vital. Sometimes we need, to, we need to be taught and taught. Why? Because teaching brings light. The entrance of his word brings light. So even in the beginning, before God will manifest the things he wants, he wants to achieve on the earth, he has to bring light. He has to speak. Let there be light. Okay, so light is critical in bringing about manifestation. Light is critical in bringing about manifestation of God's word in your life, of God's promises. Light, you need light. Why? Light is part of what enables you to see. So even if, even if that thing is right before you and it's dark, you, you can't appreciate it. You won't even know that it's there. But so you need light. So even for God, how did God bring about this amazing work in the beginning? Let there be light. So when you are faced with a situation, light, how does light come? Through the word of God. Through the word of God. The entrance of his word brings light. Gives understanding to the simple. So sometimes you need to also speak and say, let there be light. Let there be light in my life. Let there be light in this situation. Maybe you're just confused. You don't know what to do. That's not the time to say, oh, well, I'm confused. I'm confused. Stop saying that. Say, let there be light. Confusion. God is not the author of confusion. So what are you doing with confusion? Get rid of it. And speak light. Speak light. Okay. So now, if God works like that, can you see why God is speaking to Joshua and is telling him, This book of the Lord shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night. Do you know that God will never tell us to do what he has not done? Or what he does not do? No. God is not like that. He doesn't say, oh well, because I'm God. No. He's God. So he, and he made on his made us in his image after his likeness. So whatever he's telling us to do, I want you to know that he has done it as well. He's done it. Yeah. Oh, pastor, how can you say that? But there's things that God has not done. That's what you think. That's what you think. He will not tell us to pray if he has not prayed. How? Jesus prayed to the Father. Jesus prayed to the Father. The Holy Spirit is praying to the Father. They're all part of the, they, they all make up the Godhead. Yeah. So God will not tell you to do what he has not done. If he tells you to resist temptation, because he has also resisted temptation. If he says that you should, you should not doubt, it's because he also did not doubt. If he says, speak the word, then because he also has spoken the word. So he's given Joshua uh, the means to bring about manifestation. Okay, he's, given, he's, he's, he's telling that to Joshua. So, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. It has to do with your speaking. How you speak is important. How you speak is important. If you want to bring see manifestation... Check on what you are saying. Check on your communication. Oh, well, this thing is taking so long. I, I, I think it's not, you know, I, 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 I'm just a, 
a, a realist, you know, these things, uh, this faith matter, this, this thing. Listen, if you, are, if you have that kind of attitude, I'm telling you that you're going you're gonna to spend a long time in the wilderness. You're going to spend a long time there. All right? So don't be like that. Be like Joshua. So it shall not depart from your mouth. So it has to do with speaking. God spoke. Let there be light. When light came, the Bible says light came, then he now began to speak again to arrange things, to put things in order because there was chaos all over the place. He began to speak. Hallelujah. So that's the same way. You, you, you want manifestation in your life? Start working on your speaking. Start working on your speaking. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. Why don't you just say this after me? Say, let there be light. <laughs> let there be a light in my life. Let there be light in my heart. In the name of Jesus. Light be in the name of Jesus. Yeah. Let there be light in every confusion in my life, in my heart. Let there be light. The path of the just is like a shining light that shines brighter and brighter and brighter. Till the perfect day. Alright. So. Your speaking is important. Light is critical. Light is critical. In bringing about manifestation. That's why. If you. If you are in a state. Where you don't. You can't see. Then you become hopeless. Many people will become hopeless. Why are they hopeless? Because they can't see. So in that hopeless situation, you now begin to talk, oh God, God, you know, just do this for me, do this, do this. Now, God is looking for faith. He's looking for faith before he responds. He's looking for faith in your heart. So maybe God has told you, you need to start a small group, and you're like, oh, I don't feel like this. I don't feel, you know, you, you have to take that step. And sometimes you need to rebuke confusion. I rebuke confusion many times. And sometimes you need to say, let there be light. Stop, stop saying, I bind the darkness. No, stop binding the darkness. Just release the light. <laughs> Speak light. If light comes, the Bible says the light shines and the darkness does not comprehend it. So, even if darkness is saying, I'm not going anywhere, by the time light comes, it has, to, it has to surrender. Okay? So, speak. Let there be light in your life. If there is light in your life, guess what? God is going. You will now begin to see clearly what to do, how to engage, how to fight that battle. Because you can't fight any battle in the dark. So if you're going to engage the enemy, you need to see. You need to see. So ask God to, to cause light to shine. You want to see clearly what God is saying. All right? So it starts, starts with light, then your speech. And guess what? Meditation. Woo. I'm telling you, meditation is so vital in the life of the believer. You're going to bring about manifestation. You need to meditate. Think about this. We're talking about it's a building, uh, a house, the architect. He has to sit down and he has to think. He has to meditate 
on the brief he got and then compare it to what he has learned over the years or from experience. He puts all of that together and then begin to put it on paper or begin to design it on the computer or whatever. He begins to do that. And that it, it applies in every area of life. So it applies in, in, in a construction, it applies in engineering. It applies in engineering. Do you know that the device you are watching this broadcast on, it was once in the imagination of somebody. And then it was, you know, uh, a design and then now fabricated. Now look at it. Look at it. But it was once in the unseen. So you meditate. Meditation helps you to contact and get clarity in that which is not visible, okay, to the eye, but is visible in the unseen realm. It's visible in the imagination. So spend enough time in your imagination. So meditating and let God give you that clarity. All right? Then out of that place of meditation, you now begin to speak what you are seeing. Begin to speak what you've meditated on. Begin to speak what God has spoken to you. Begin to speak the promise God has given to you. When you start doing that, you start speeding up manifestations. You start speeding up manifestations. Okay? Yeah. So, everything, things begin to fall into place. Hallelujah. In the realm of the spirit, everything is governed by principles. So, you are applying those principles. They just start falling into place. They start falling into place. And... And then it's like, oh, okay. Oh, you didn't even realize you needed this, but now because you are because you are speaking, you're meditating, and you are in a position, you know, where you are not in the dark, you're there is light, then you can see the action, the steps you need to take. And you start doing those things. That's how Joshua gained success. And do you know that Joshua succeeded in his assignment? He succeeded in his assignment. Why? Because he followed God's instruction. He was able to manifest the promise that God made to Abraham. Joshua was the one. Abraham was not able to manifest it, but Joshua was able to manifest it. Why? Because of following the word of God. All right? So we're going to stop. We'll continue next, 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 next week. And uh, I'm telling you that if you will apply these principles, it's just a matter of time. Hallelujah. The process. You begin to possess. You begin by following these principles. You start working on it. Don't be impatient. No. Work. Be working at it. You will eventually get there. We will get to the promised land. We're going to have many properties more than we need. I'm telling you, hallelujah. Glory to God. We're going to have more provision than we need. Somebody say amen to that. Yeah, glory to God. And I, and I see there's somebody going to pray for you now. You've been having a serious pain in your back. You've been having a pain in your back on this side. 
Right now, I rebuke that. Receive your healing in the name of Jesus. Receive your healing right now. Right now. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. I see it's like a spine. I see a spine is, is straightening right now. I speak to that spine. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Be aligned right now. Be aligned. Be properly aligned in the name of Jesus. That spine was out of alignment. You know, I don't know if it's a slip disc or whatever, but hey, in the name of Jesus, be healed right now. Place your hand there and receive your healing right now. Receive your healing. Receive the manifestation of your healing right now in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I give you praise. I give you glory in the name of Jesus. It's somebody with a migraine, serious migraine. I rebuke that right now. In the name of Jesus, be healed. Receive your healing. Receive it right now. Receive it right now. There's somebody you feel, you feel as if, you feel as if there's a warmth coming over you. It's, you know, it's as if somebody's pouring something on you. That's the anointing. Receive it right now. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Well, we've come to the end of our service. We have to stop. Our time is gone. But let me say this, that we'll continue next week. And listen, begin to, begin to possess. Begin to possess it. All right? Okay. Glory to God. Let me pray for you. Father, I just speak, Lord, that your word will be manifested. Your promises will be manifested. Lord God, let, let your word be confirmed in their lives, in the life of every single one watching this right now, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Yes, I speak even that baby, that child that is sick, I release God's healing power. Lay your hand on that child right now. Yes, lay your hand on that child. Huh? I rebuke that sickness, infirmity. Get out of that body right now in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Now, if, you, if you're not born again and you, you want to receive Jesus into your heart, I want to pray for you right now. Okay? So just say this after me. Say, dear God, I thank you for sending Jesus to die for me. I believe in my heart that Jesus is Lord. I confess with my mouth. Come into my heart, Jesus. Wash away my sins. Make me a new person. Cause me to love what you love and to hate what you hate. I receive you in my heart by faith right now. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Now let me pray for you. Father, I pray for my brother, my sister, who has just prayed this prayer. Lord, my God, let, the, let your kingdom Come upon them. Let the new creation, the realities of the new creation dawn upon them. Let there be light. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. I give you praise and I give you glory. In the name of Jesus. Wonderful. Now, before we go, I want to pray for you, those of you giving. The, 
God is laying your, on your heart to give towards the work of God, please don't hesitate. You know, um, if, if you want to manif see manifestation in your finances, then you need to be, you need to honor God with your finances, okay? So if you're going to do that, I want to pray for you right now. Father, I pray for your people. I, I pray, oh God, I, I speak your blessing over them, a blessing that goes with giving to your word. You said in your word, give and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down and shaken together shall men give to your bosom. Lord, I speak that. Let there be open heavens. I ask for um, wealth creating ideas, Lord God, to be given to them. Financial wisdom, let it be imparted to them. Oh God, in the name of Jesus, let opportunities come your way. Let doors open. I call forth right now in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Blessed be your holy name. Amen. Fantastic. Please, we'd like to hear from you. Let us know what God is doing. Come on, write us. Our email is on the screen there. Just contact us and we will love, really love to hear um, what God is doing in your life through our broadcast. All right. Share this with people. Tell your friends, tell your family that uh, there is something happening here. Share this with them. And I'm looking forward to seeing you next week. God bless you real good. This ministry has come to you live from Every Nation Midrand. For other life-changing messages and more information, log on to www.everynationmidrand.org.